illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can cuts to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how are you doing this fine evening? You know, Billy, doing pretty well. I got an update on my, my golf course. It's uh, it's getting really close. The plant should be coming in, I think, tomorrow or nice. Friday. Uh, the lighting got finished mostly today. Nice. So they got an extra wire put in and a, and a bigger transformer put in. Nice. So not, not like Optimus Prime, but something to do with electrical. Cool. And um, so anyway, so that should be good. And so then I can get this project put behind me and then start working on the next one. What's the next one? I think it's going to be a roller coaster. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. We'll see how far I can get with this one. There we go. This is, you know, you know, it's it's been baby steps, you know, you know. I don't put zip anything line. past you. No, zip line, then the golf course. I mean, it's, it's, you, you gotta, you can't, you can't replicate yourself. You gotta continually improve. Yep. yep. So we'll see how this one turns out. I was thinking more about it today, though. And because uh, I'm thinking if those guys who were online there, I don't know if anybody else saw it, but there was a, uh, a couple of guys. I don't even know what state they were in that. They built their own little Matterhorn in their backyard. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it, it actually, you know, it's it's a little rough from the aerial shots, but yeah. probably from the ground floor. They did a nice job for a backyard little roller coaster. I mean, yeah. who who does that? Right. Yeah. But but uh, I was thinking if they could do that. I should be able to do something at a reasonable price. So, and I'm thinking, do I want to go just a straight downhill shot? Because honestly, the thrill of the roller coaster a lot of times is the drop. True. You know, I mean, like when you're riding Space Mountain at Disneyland, you know, you go through the whole thing and the banks and the turns are good, but there's the one drop that makes it all worthwhile. Oh, yeah. 
And um, so I'm like, do I just do a straight shot, drop straight down the hill, and then maybe end with a couple of bunny hops? Or do I do a drop down the hill that ends into a hard uh, helix and then ends around a couple of bunny, bunny hops? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, we'll see. Have to talk to some roller coaster builders. Because yeah. there's one thing I do in life. I don't do anything half-assed. Everything I do is always fully asked. Fully asked, correct. Fully asked. So I'm pretty excited. That's but it'll be a spring project. Nice. Okay. What how's how's you, how are things going with you, Billy? Um, What's new in the world of, of of William P. Heinrich? Not much. Not much. Just working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just working. That's good. So, trying to get through this Rona time. Yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. You got you got plans with the uh, with the in law. Yep, yep. We're gonna go eat dinner uh, with my mother in law. You guys are gonna go have a traditional Thanksgiving. Yep, we're breaking bread with the engines. I'm pretty excited about that. Out at the uh, so, out of the casino. Yes, heading to Spirit Mountain. Nice. So. The, the whole, I guess the whole place is not smoking right now. Yeah. I, I, when I called out there, that's what they said the other day. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of cool. I'm not a smoker. I don't partake of the herb or any other form. Nope. And, um, and, uh, so kind of nice that the, the smoke won't be there. Not, you know, those who smoke, Hey, you know, live how you want to live, do what you want to do. Not mind to judge. Well, I can judge, but I really can't tell you what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty much. So well, anyway, well, what are what are we here to do, Billy? What are we? What are? Why are we here? Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else we find interesting every week. I want to remind everyone: you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and almost any other podcatcher you have. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. All right, Beej. Oh, maybe Billy, Billy had, had had one quick note I wanted to tell you. Okay. Have you tried the new jalapeno cheddar cheese Lay's chips out there? Yes. Pretty freaking tasty. I like them. Yeah. Okay. That's all I had. So, did, well, did you see there's a new flavor coming out? <laughs> no, do tell. What is it? Uh, hold on. Let me find it. Make sure. You don't want to misstate? You don't want to misquote? I don't want to find it here. Okay. Our fan this, is a fact checker. This was, um, uh, should be out. Let's see. Ooh, where can I find these? Ooh, find out where we can find them too. So, oh no, that's not the new ones. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, what do we got? Well, did you you know over the summer they came out with like a bunch of different flavors? Did you try any of those? I don't think I did. Oh, so they had a New York style pizza that was kettle cooked. These okay. Were all, these were all off of real. Well, I had a Tim, I had a Tim's Cascade. They were doing a margarita pizza. I didn't think that was Tim's too Cascade. good. It tasted more like yeah. sun dried tomatoes. You know, every time Tim's Cascade, I mean, I like Tim's Cascade regular potato chips. Yeah. And I kind of like their uh, vinegar and sea salt. I agree. But when it comes to the other flavorings, they put too much on, and yeah. it overtakes the chip. The margarita just tasted like sun dried tomato to me. Yeah, and there wasn't enough chip flavor left. Yeah. Um, but yeah. um, over the summer, because you know me, whenever there's a limited edition chip or cookie or something like that, we yeah. got to try the Oreos. At least once. Yeah, yeah. We, we know you have the Oreo thing going on. Yeah. What did you think about those new gingerbread Oreos? I do think the new gingerbread Oreos are a lot better than last year's gingerbread Oreos. I would yes. I would totally agree yes. to that. And but anyways, I'm, you know I don't like chocolate Oreos, so I don't these either. Are, 
What? I, I'm not a fan of regular Oreos either. No. I don't eat them. If you said, hey, Bill, I have, an, I have a regular Oreo here, I'd be like, eh, I'll pass. But if you said, Bill, I have, you know, cotton candy flavored Oreos, I'd be like, mm, let me have a try there. Carrot but, cake um, or? Yeah, carrot cake ones are good too. Anyways, um, so over the summer, Lay's put out five new kinds of chips, you know, limited edition. One was a kettle-cooked New York-style pizza that was from Grimaldi's Pizza in New York. Never heard of it. Um, okay. They had a Nashville hot chicken flavor, which was kind of like a spicy chicken and dilly pickle one. There was okay. a there was a, a carnitas flavor, pork carnitas. Okay. That one was good. There was a Philly cheesesteak flavor. Ooh, how was that one? That one was very good. Um, the boys and I, we tried all these. We all really could you liked. Taste the ch- you could taste the cheddar and the beef. Oh yeah, you could taste. You could taste the, the or cheese. The cheese whiz was it yep. cheese whiz? Yep, and the beef. It was excellent. Okay. Um, we all liked them. The boys didn't like the Nashville hot chicken as much because they were kind of spicy. And then the last one that we actually ended up finding in one of the smaller bags at a because they don't always sell them at the same places. Mm-hmm. And the last one that we found in the small um, bag, like at a convenience store, was Chili Rieno. That was good, too. But anyways, the boys and I tried them all. Kind of like a Mexican flavor? Yeah. Well, and so was the uh, pork carnitas. You know what a chili relleno is? It's a stuffed pepper that's deep fried. You know, I've seen them on the menu. I've never had one. Oh, they're delicious. Um, Even Jess, who's kind of a weenie and doesn't like spicy things, she found she really loves them. It's all cheesy and it's really good. They're not not spicy. They're just really good. You know, delicious is not a word that I, I use a lot. Did you know that? Really? It's just a little flamboyant for me. Oh, that's delicious. I'd say, wow, that's tasty. There you go. That's pretty good. There you go. That's, you know, I might be dropping an F-bomb, you know, Well, with, with good. But yeah, delicious. Too many syllables and I don't like the way it makes you lisp. Delicious. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. Well. But you know what, Bill? You do it. You, 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 you be you. There you go. Well, the new one you beats. You, and I just. I do me. I usually do me because nobody else will do me. Pretty much. Anyway, what? Um, I just read here. It says they're going to be stocked at Kroger, which means Fred Meyer. The mm-hmm. new one is salted caramel. You know, I don't know what to think about that. It's almost like a dessert chip. Well, they did a cappuccino a number of years ago, which I don't like coffee, but those cappuccino chips, very, very good. But it's one of those things where the boys and I will try some of these chips and sometimes it'll be like, that's great, but you only need to eat one or two. Were they jazzed with caffeine? No, they're just cappuccino flavored. Huh. But right now it's you know, salt, the, the salted caramel. Salted caramel, though, you know, it, it, um, I don't know. I would just think it's, uh, like I said, it seems to me like an, it's like an after dinner, like an after dinner chip. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Instead of getting your bowl of kettle corn for the movie, you get out your bowl of caramel flavored lays. Yeah. But like I said, a lot of times when I hate to have those, you only need a couple. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Beach, are you ready to get on to some Beaver Sports news? I, 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 yeah, I really miss the kettle corn at Reeser Stadium. They yeah. have good kettle corn there. You know, I found a really good variety of microwave kettle corn. Oh, yeah? Act, I think it's Act 2. Uh-huh. They're sweet and salty kettle corn. It is excellent. Pretty good? Oh, dude, it's excellent for microwave kettle corn. It comes is it out. Is it delicious? Is it delicious? Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's delicious. Yeah. No, um, when it comes out of this microwave, even Jess, who's not a huge kettle corn fan, she goes, that smells mm-hmm. amazing. I'm like, dude, it tastes amazing. So, did, did you know I got, so the, the fancy corn that they usually make for kettle corn? Uh-huh. You know, you can get that on, on, on Amazon. You mean the mushroom? Oh, mush- 
Mushroom popcorn? Yeah, it's called mushroom corn. Yeah. You mean the kind that we now serve at Suds? Oh, you have that at Suds? Can you serve it right now? Are you, are you, dude, are you going to be like, are you going to be like tracing back to Suds? People got sick at the, well, no, because, no, because we're just doing a stuff to go right now. But while we oh. were open before we just closed again, yeah, we got, uh-huh. a, we got the popcorn popper back. People think it's new. We used to have a popcorn popper for decades. And then it broke and we didn't have one for a number of years. Now it's back. And I was the one like, I'll go out and buy popcorn. I'll find out some good stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to get, you know, the brain. The boys and I always call those popcorns the brains. But yeah, but it's called like, mushroom. It's called giant mushroom popcorn. So mm-hmm. I found I found the magic mushroom popcorn. That's what it was called. And everyone's like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, I know, because I know my popcorn. <laughs> Anyways. All right, do, Beach. Do you have different seasons you can throw on it too, or just butter? Just butter. Okay. Just butter. Anyways, Beach, uh, let's talk some Beaver sports news. Um, we actually okay. have a little bit of sports news today. First up, women's soccer. Oh, I love women's soccer, Billy. Oregon State soccer players Madison Ellsworth and Joe's Haverty have been named Oregon State Scholar Athletes of the Month for November. Ellsworth, a redshirt sophomore, started every game as a defender for the Beavers last season. Uh, the Hillsborough, Oregon native played at least 90 minutes in 17 of Oregon State's 19 matches in 2019 and helped the Beavers hold seven clean sheets. A management major, Ellsworth, made the Pac-12 honor roll last season. Clean sheets, man, man they were never scored against, Beach. Is that, what, is that what that means? Yes. Okay, because I just always thought like clean sheet was Sunday in the Heinrich household. That's when I get my clean sheets. Haverty is uh, heading into his senior season after earning Pac-12 first-team honors in 2019. The Renton, Washington native has started all 35 matches he has played over the last two seasons and has scored two career goals from the defender position. Haverty is a business administration major. Are they – I don't mean to sound stupid, but we haven't even talked about soccer. Because they're not playing. Okay, so they're getting awards for not playing. Well, they're getting awards because they're still going to school, but their seasons might be moved into the spring. Okay. Okay. Well, All right, Beach. We also have a little bit of women's basketball news. Ooh, women's basketball. Yep. The Pac-12 has announced uh, the conference schedule for women's basketball. Now, the Beavs' 22-game league slate will feature – the Beavers' 22-game league slate will begin December 4th when Oregon State faces Utah at Gill Coliseum, followed by a matchup with Colorado on December 6th. Oregon will visit Corvallis on December 13th. Now, Oregon State's first road trip of the season will come December 19th through 21st when the Beavs head to the Evergreen State for matchups with Washington State and Washington. The Beavs will return home to open the new year with games against UCLA on the 1st and USC on the 3rd. With uh, 22 games, what's a, what's a typical season? Well, they usually play upwards of about 30. Okay. But right now there's no on out-of-conference games scheduled. Okay, so they're really not losing any in-conference games, just out-of-conference games. No, well, if you think there's 11 other teams in the conference, you play everybody twice, that's 22. Gotcha. So they just increased that, actually. So they can play everybody twice now. Okay. So the Beavs' uh, final three games of the regular season will take place on the road. They'll face USC and UCLA on the 19th and 21st of February, then head to Spugene to take on the Ducks February 28th. And all the game times and TV selections will be announced at a later date. Hmm. Now, the, I wonder if they're going to do – well, uh, women's basketball doesn't dominate like football does, so we're probably not going to get every game. Every um, Quite a few of them, Beej. Think so? Yeah, quite a few of them. Pac-12 network involving themselves in this one at all? Or are they They'll probably have to, yeah. Because they suck. Yeah, they will. They will. 
Now, um, the Oregon State men's basketball team has locked down five non-conference contests. Um, head coach Wayne Tinkle announced last Friday. All five of the Beavers' non-league games will be played at Gill Coliseum and will air on Pac-12 networks. Now, Oregon State will open the 2020-21 season by facing Northwest University and Colorado State on November 25th and 26th. Um, Cal will also play a neutral site game at Gill Coliseum on those dates, facing Colorado State on November 25th and Northwest on November 26th. What are the uh, thoughts of uh, Oregon State basketball this year? Men's. It's It'll be interesting to see. Okay. Because they lost Trace Tinkle um, from last year, but they're getting Ethan Thompson back. Okay. So. Ethan, pretty, pretty stellar? He's pretty dang good, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, Wyoming will visit Corvallis on December 6th before the Beavers face in-state foe Portland on December 10th. University of Texas San Antonio will come to Gill Coliseum on December 16th. Um, and the, the non-conference slate is not yet finalized, Beach, um, but they will add one more additional non-conference game at a later date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the Beavers uh, will... In, uh, when they play Portland, University of Portland? Yes, correct. Okay. Now, the Beavers previously announced dates... Um, they'll play Washington State on December 2nd and host USC on December 20th. And then the weekend pairings for the other remaining 18 Pac-12 contests have uh, been selected. Are, are we talking again an, an empty an empty Coliseum? For right now, yes, at least through the beginning of the year. Okay. I was going to say it'd be fun. You know, we went we, we didn't go to a women's basketball game last year, but didn't we go two years ago? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, we got we went through a number of years in a row. We went to at least one. Yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed that. So hopefully we can do it again this year. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully. I agree. Or we just tailgate out in front of the stadium. Yeah, there uh, we go. Yeah. All right, Beach. Uh, we also have a little bit of football news. Okay. Oregon State running back Jamar Jefferson has been named the Pac-12 Conference's Offensive Player of the Week. And Josiah Irish has been named the Special Teams Player of the Week. It was announced on Monday. Now, Jefferson earned his first Pac-12 weekly honor after rushing for 196 yards and a TD on 18 carries in the Beavs' 31-27 win over Cal on Saturday. Now, he ran for a 75-yard score in the game's first play from scrimmage, marking his longest career carry. He also rushed for a 65-yard carry late in the fourth quarter, good for his second longest. Now, Jefferson leads the Pac-12 with 449 yards this season and is the first Beaver back to tally 100-yard efforts in the first three games of the season since Steven Jackson did it in 2003. Now, Jefferson, a Harbor City, California native, is seventh on the Oregon State career uh, record books with 2,514 rushing yards and is within 160 yards of moving into fifth. Wow. I didn't realize he was doing so well in the conference this year. Well, I mean, he's only played three games. They've only played three games. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's well, doing I well. I guess you got other teams that have to even play two if they had they got pulled. So yeah, some people haven't hardly played anything. Yeah. Did Utah get a play this week? We will get to that. Okay. Now, meanwhile, Beach Irish also earned his first Pac-12 uh, Player of the Week honor. The redshirt sophomore and Snoqualmie Washington native blocked a California punt deep in Golden Bears territory late in the fourth quarter. The Bees were able to take over at the Cal 14, setting up Tristan Jebbia's game-winning one-yard touchdown rush. Now, the plump block was the first of Irish's career. It is the second consecutive season an Oregon State player has been named the Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week after playing Cal. Last year, punter Daniel Rodriguez earned that honor. It was such a clean block. Oh, yeah. And if you watch it, too, he didn't come in unabated. 
Um, he got pretty quick up the middle, and then he kind of um, juked the personal protector inside a little bit, and the guy started coming down inside, and he went right around him and blocked that ball. So it was impressive. You know, it's such a – anymore, it, because of roughing the kicker rules, it's – it's you know, you got to be so – you got to know that you're going to get it. Yeah. To commit to that, to commit to that move. Yep. And it was a clean but, block too. Because what's so crappy is you, you do fail and you just usually give the other team a first down. Correct. Yeah. So nice, beautiful job. Well, well deserved on the award. Harry Beach. Um, a couple other things that just popped up here. Um, it's not Beaver, but just uh, NCAA football. Uh, just today, Wisconsin's home football game this Saturday against Minnesota has been canceled after Minnesota paused all team-related activities as a response to positive COVID-19 tests in their football program. Now, Beach, the game won't be rescheduled per Big Ten policy and has been ruled a no contest. The reason why this is kind of uh, uh, interesting, it ends the longest uninterrupted series in FBS history with Minnesota and Wisconsin having played 113 consecutive years from 1907 to 2019. Wow. Yeah. So just thought that was kind of kind of a big one there. Yeah. You know, I, I've been listening to the news today, and I keep hearing the rivalry game, formerly known as the Civil War. The rivalry game. The rivalry game. Dude. Just freaking call it. I heard that KXL this morning. It's like the game formerly known as the Civil War. I'm like, oh, please use that from now on. Please. Yeah. Just permanently. Yeah. The game formerly known as Civil War. That's what we should I, start I, calling it. Kind of like the artist, artist formerly known as Prince. I, I know. And what did that do? It made Prince more famous, right? Yeah. So why why don't we just – I'm just so fed up. It means nothing. Civil wars existed before the U.S. Civil War. And if you go to any other country, they refer to the U.S. Civil War as the war between the states, not the Civil War, because when you bring it into other countries, they, they have their own, civil their own civil wars. Yeah. So a civil war is a generic term about a war within a set of boundaries. Wow. Shocking. It kind of sounds like a battle on a football field in an, inter in an interstate rivalry. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just, just pissed me off. So when they kept saying it today on the news, I'm like, it was almost like, uh, <laughs> again, it was almost like they were just baiting it, you know? Huh. <laughs> so anyway, Billy? Yes, Peach? Do you hear that? I do. I think it's time. Hold on. Gotta, gotta rip, gotta rip this bitch. Billy? Yes, Beach. This just in. A large, although misinformed, celebration occurred near the dormitories at the U of O on Sunday. Huh. Sun Sunday evening, mostly peaceful celebrations broke out on the U of O campus after a rumor went viral on social media stating Oregon broke records on Saturday. Thinking it had something to do with the win over the chip bitch tits Kelly and the UCLA Bruins, undergrads flooded out to the streets and sidewalks celebrating Oregon's record-breaking efforts with excessive amounts of alcohol and marijuana. 
legalized marijuana, of course. Yeah. After several numerous police visits, it was discovered that Oregon's record-breaking was that of the state's 1,306 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 in a single day. The misunderstanding did not seem to deter party-goers, as the student body continued their mostly peaceful celebrations into the evening with a largely symbolic police force, giving reminders not to light fires, damage property, block streets, or do other things they commonly do in the streets of Portland most evenings. This has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. There you go. <sighs> Poor misinformed bastards out down there. Yeah. So, but any excuse to pull out the stash, I guess. There you go. Do they still call it a stash? I don't think they have a stash in the movie. No, I don't think they do. I don't know if they call maybe they just maybe they just leave it in the bowl. Quite possible. You know? Okay. Alrighty. Well, Billy, are we on to football? All right, Beach. Are you ready to go under further review for week number three in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown! Uh, week number three. It's so weird. <laughs> this is week three. This should be week twelve. I was gonna say week three, and we're almost done with uh, November. Yeah. Well, which is funny because this is the week the the Civil War was supposed to be played. Sorry, this is the week that the game formerly known as the Civil War was supposed to be played. <laughs> the uh, my my uh, oh you know my 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 memories for Facebook like the last two weeks have just been like game after game uh, after tailgate. It's just yeah. awesome. So, well, uh, Beach, heading yeah. into this week, you were in last place with four out of eight. I like to call it. Um, 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 third, two out of first place. Yeah, and, and tied for first place with Kyle and myself. I hate you, Kyle. Oh, you guys are tied. Yeah, with five out of eight. Okay. All right. So we had six games on the schedule. Not all of them were played. First up, Beach. We had UCLA at Oregon. Who'd you take? Ooh, hold on. I gotta find my notes. I think. Ooh, I took Ukla. I know I took Ukla because I it was a tough decision. But I really thought Ukla was – I thought Bitch Tits was going to come in and do some damage. Yep. Well, Beej, the Ducks forced three first-half turnovers, including a Jordan Happel pick six as the first-half clock expired to take a lead in the opening half. But the Ducks needed all of the game's 60 minutes to hold off UCLA 38-35 to to move to 3-0 on Saturday. Now, after not forcing a single takeaway in the first two games of the season, Oregon scored 21 points off of three UCLA first-half turnovers. They also gifted UCLA with points of their own on a C.J. Verdell fumble that gave the Bruins a late first-half lead. Now, UCLA had the ball in the final minute, down three, and a chance to tie or win the game. But the Ducks were able to get enough pressure on UCLA quarterback Chase Griffin to hold on and win their third game of the 2020 season. Oregon quarterback Tyler Shug uh, once again shrugged off a shaky start to finish strong and set a new career high with 334 yards passing to go with three touchdown passes. He also ran for 31 yards. Now safety Verone McKinley III had two of the team's three turnovers. He scooped up a fumble in the first half and then made a crucial pick on a fourth down play in the third quarter. Now Oregon's run game was nowhere near as effective as it was in the first two games. After running for 269 yards in each of those first two wins, the Ducks managed just 88 yards on Saturday. Travis Dye led mm. the way with 40 yards. Now, in that game, beach, UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson did not play. Hmm. 
So Kyle and I got the point there. You, however, did not. I th- I think Oregon's beatable. I do too. I do too. So next up. Yep. Arizona versus Washington, correct? Correct. And you and I both were uh, bearing down and picked the Wildcats. And Kyle picked the Huskies. Correct. Well, Beach, Arizona dropped its school record ninth consecutive game on Saturday night, spotting the Huskies a 37 to nothing cushion before making the score look somewhat respectable in a 44-27 loss in Seattle. Now, the Wildcats managed only 66 yards of offense through the first three quarters before waking up during garbage time, finishing with 331 for the game. That enabled Grant Gunnell, the quarterback, who was sacked five times and also lost a fumble, to pad his stats and finish with 259 yards and three fourth-quarter touchdowns on 27 of 39 passing. Stanley Barry Hill III had two TD catches. True freshman Majan Wright had his first career TD reception. And sophomore running back Michael Wiley had a short scoring run for his first career TD. But all that happened long after the game was decided. Washington finished with 470 yards rushing, while quarterback Dylan Morris threw for 230 yards and two TDs. Now, Arizona's defense looked really good on Washington's first drive until it suddenly didn't. It appeared to have forced a three and out when Roy Lopez stuffed the run on third and short, only to see the Huskies execute a fake punt from their own 34-yard line to keep the drive alive. Seriously? Yep. Three plays later, Morris hit Puka Nakua over the middle on third and 10, and he cut upfield and threw the Arizona defense for a 65-yard TD catch and a 7-0 lead. Now, following the first of five three and outs by Arizona's offense, the Huskies quickly marched from their 21 to the Arizona red zone thanks to several passes to tight end Cade Otten. But the Wildcat D stepped up and faced with first and goal from the one, forced a 20-yard Peyton Henry field goal to make it 10-0 Washington with 4.58 left in the first quarter. Yeah, Washington just pretty much destroyed him after that first drive. Well, that blows dogs for quarters. Yep. So Kyle got the point there. You and I did not. Hey, you, Kyle. So up next, Beach, USC at Utah. Did Utah show up to the game this week? They did. Well, that's that's an achievement right there. Did they? I think they deserve a point for that. Um, anyway, uh, you and I picked uh, the Utes, Uncle Uncle Vinny, the the Utes, while Kyle again bucked the trend and went with uh, the men of Troy. Yeah, are you getting a phone call? I'm getting a text message. Oh. <laughs> What? Oh, Greg just sent me a text saying someone's breaking breaking the law, and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? There's like one, two, three, four, five, six pizzas ordered for one order. Oh. I text right. back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Beach. So USC at Utah. The Pac-12 South favorite Trojans patched together a 33 to 17 victory over the sloppy Utes, who coughed oh. up five oh. turnovers in front of an empty. Rice Eccles Stadium. Now trailing 30 to 17 early in the fourth quarter, the Utes drove all the way to the USC 10-yard line, but couldn't convert on fourth and four, 
turning the ball over to the Trojans on downs. That pretty much sealed Utah's fate. Now, USC improved to 3-0 on the year, while the Utes fell to 0-1. The loss snaps Utah's streak of 13 consecutive wins in season openers. Offensively, the Utes experienced stretches of futility. Utah gained 119 yards on the ground, the fewest since 2018, when they had 51 yards against Washington. Now, of those 119 yards rushing, 33 were credited to grad transfer backup quarterback Jate Bentley on one run. And Utah was just 3 of 11 on third down against USC, and the Utes failed to convert a single third down opportunity in the second half. Wow. Utah had a lot to replace, you know, replacing their quarterback, replacing their running back, replacing a lot of the defense, and they did not look good. They looked very vulnerable. And um, and also, USC's too, it was their first a, game of the season. I was going to say USC's already got a couple games under the belt. I'm yep. yep. So Kyle well. picked up the win on that one. So up next, Beach was Stanford at Washington State. Ooh, and it was it was a it's a group decision. We all picked uh, Wazoo over uh, over the Cardinal. Correct, and it didn't matter because the game was canceled. Oh, Stanford that... was actually getting ready to get on the plane when Washington State had to cancel it because they had a bunch of guys with the Rona. Oh, so they didn't even fly up there. They got they got called off at the airport. Correct. Okay, Beach. After that, we had Arizona State at Colorado. That game too was canceled earlier in the week. Oh yeah, we already had that one picked. Yep. All right, and our final game of the week, Beach, Cal at Arizona State. Cal at Arizona State. Sorry, Cal at Oregon State. Wow. Um, the uh, I, I'm pretty sure we all picked the Beavs on that one, Billy. Correct. How'd that go for us, Beach? Uh, Billy, that went really well. <laughs> like, I'm I'm still a little too excited about it, I'll tell you. That's why I'm sitting down. I can't walk. Well, Beach, Tristan Jebbia became the 11th Pac-12 player to run, pass, and catch a touchdown in the same game since 1996. And Jamar Jefferson ran for 196 yards as Oregon State won a seesaw battle over Cal 31-27 to Saturday at Research Stadium. Now, Jebbia threw a 35-yard touchdown to Tegan Quitariano in the first quarter and then caught an 8-yard TD pass from Tajon Lindsay in the fourth. He capped off his day with a 1-yard run at the 430 mark of the fourth quarter to put the Beavs ahead for good. Now, Jefferson, meanwhile, ran for 196 yards, his third-best single-game mark. He opened the game by rushing for a 75-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage just 18 seconds in. He capped off his day with a 65-yard rush that pushed OSU to the Cal 10 with less than a minute left. Now, the 65-yard rush came just moments after John McCartan picked his third career interception, stalling a Cal drive that reached the Beavs 10 before ending on a fourth down interception. Now, Beach, Oregon State jumped out to a 14-7 lead after Quatoriano's score. Cal scored the game's next 13 points to take a 22-14 lead into halftime. Now, the Beavs made it a three-point Cal lead with a 34-yard Everett Hayes field goal at the 6:20 mark of the third quarter. Lindsay's pass to Jebbia came less than two minutes into the fourth. Jake Tungus, however, gave the Golden Bears their final lead of the game at the 8:40 mark thanks to a two-yard TD reception from Chase Garbers. Now, Cal totaled 430 yards of total offense but managed just 122 in the second half after tallying 317 in the first. The OSU defense, which was led by Avery Roberts and Omar Spates, who each had 10 tackles, finished with nine tackles for loss and two sacks. Now, Beach, the Beavs have tallied 23 combined tackles for loss in their last two wins over Cal. Hmm. 
it was a great game, Billy. It was a great game. And any 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 wins a great game. But you, you know, I was I was talking to one of my customers today uh, about the the duck game and the beaver game. He's a duck, mm-hmm. and um, I was telling him, I said, you know, I said the the duck game and the beaver game were both fun games to watch. Oh yeah, last weekend. I mean, they were tight. I mean, you know, when when you're the dominant team and you walk all over, there's some enjoyment in the fact that you know you got a great team, mm-hmm. but there is something thrilling about that back and forth and what brings competition and brings both teams level of play up to match each other. And, uh, and the little bit of nail biting, even though sometimes I'd like a little less nail biting when it comes to the beefs, but, um, but no, it, it, it was a fun game to watch. So was the, so was the, uh, the, um, duck game. So I agree. Finally, the, finally the beefs got a win, uh, compared to the one that was stolen from us the week before. I agree. Um, I thought, uh, you know, the offensive line, we didn't have any false starts or or um, procedural penalties like that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen we, – the, we haven't had a lot of mental errors at all this, no, that's, this that's uh, good. season, have we? Um, that's good. Um, we've had a couple of defensive hands to the face, which I don't like to see. Um, those come mm-hmm. a couple things. But, you know, I thought the offensive line played pretty well for the most part. When Jebby is given time, his pass, that pass to, to Quitariano for the touchdown was a great pass. Timing route, you know, beautiful route, perfect pass. I mean, that was great. Um, I thought Jebbia made two really bad reads. One was the interception he threw into quadruple that, coverage. That was, yeah, it was terrible. That I was don't horrible. Know what, he, what he saw. Yeah, throw it out of bounds. Fight the next play. Yeah. That was just stupid. Hey, uh, stupid question, Billy, but you know this more than I do. So define me, what is hands to the face other than hands to the face? What? Well, so back in the day, if you used to watch – the like back in the 60s and 70s um you could do a head slap to a guy but the thing is and, and some guys are really good at it but if you get up and and hit a guy on the side of his head you get his head moving you can get him around him pretty easily and you look at some of those defensive uh linemen or linebackers in the 60s and they were masters of it and they would just go up, head slap the guy, and get around him to get a rush on the quarterback. And they just uh, the rules committee felt it was just an unfair advantage. So you're no longer able to um, head slap somebody. It is just what it says it is. Just imagine going up and, and taking your hand and just whacking him upside the helmet, upside the ear hole. That's what it, what it is. Okay. Did you hear my explanation? Yes, I, I did. Okay. So. So. So anyway, but so any hands to the face now, not just head slapping, but any hands to the face. Any hands around the head, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. correct. Okay, correct. based on a head slap. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. Good to All know. All right, um, we'll talk about the Pac-12 in the polls. In the AP poll, Oregon moved up two spots to number nine. USC moved up one spot to number 19. And Washington is in the others receiving votes category. In the USA Today coaches poll, Oregon moved up two spots to number 11. USC moved up one spot to number 18, and Washington is in the others receiving votes category. And, Beach, just today, the college football playoff poll came out, the very first one, and the top 10 is as follows. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State are your 1, 2, 3, 4. Followed by the Te- Ohio State? The Ohio State. Followed by Texas A&M, Florida, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Northwestern, Georgia, and Miami. Oregon checks in at 15 and USC at 18. 
Hmm. Pretty much just because they haven't played a lot of games yet. So do they have the ability to move up for this, or their limited number of games going to uh, impact them ability to move up? The, well, I think when it's all said and done... Any, and we don't have any non-conference games, so how are you supposed to nobody, relatively well, compare? Well, these, but but neither did Ohio conferences. State. And they've only played two games before us. Huh. So, But it, we'll just wait and see, right? Because they okay. should all turn around with similar numbers of games, at least for... Pac-12 and, and Big Ten teams. So wait, and mm-hmm. see. we got a ways to go yet. So, all right, Beach. It is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> a jackass of the week award. Never really click discuss a person in college football who exemplifies a truly worse than sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach, it goes to the ACC. Wow, a whole conference? The whole conference. A whole shooting match. What'd they do? Well, Beach, a day uh, last week, a day after Florida State abruptly postponed its scheduled game against Clemson due to a single positive COVID-19 test among the Tigers' roster, Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson, lambasted FSU's administration for this decision. Sweeney said Sunday that Clemson followed all required protocols when it traveled with a player who had shown prior symptoms for COVID-19, but did not receive a positive test result until the team had arrived in Tallahassee, Florida on Friday night. Now, Sweaty implied FSU's administrators wanted out of the game and simply used the positive test as an excuse to cancel. Now, this is what Sweaty said, Beach. Quote, this game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. I have no doubt their players wanted to play and would have played and same with the coaches. To me, the Florida State administration forfeited the game. Now, FSU declined to comment on Swinney's comments on Sunday, but FSU coach Mike Norvell said in a statement that the school's first priority is the, quote, health of our students. He said, quote, I appreciate the protocols that have been put in place by FSU and the ACC to ensure everyone's health while allowing us to play this season. It's unfortunate that we will not have the opportunity to compete today, but we hope to be able to play Clemson in December. I am thankful for the support and coordination between our administration, Clemson, and the ACC office. Our team will now turn our focus to hosting Virginia next week. Now, Beach and FSU spokesman said the school would continue to work with the ACC to reschedule the game. Now, Swinney said Sunday, this is not the first time a situation like this had occurred this season and that no previous games were impacted, comparing the situation to that of, of his own quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who practiced throughout the week prior to his positive COVID-19 test the Thursday before the Clemson game against Boston College. Now, in the game, Beach, Lawrence practiced all week, but BC didn't have any problem going to Clemson to play. Clemson Athletic Director Dan Radovich reiterated the school followed ACC protocols for safety and said Clemson's medical staff was comfortable moving forward with the competition. Now, the player, Beach, was a backup offensive lineman. He showed mild symptoms early in the week, but he continued to test negative and was allowed to practice while also wearing masks and visors and maintaining required social distancing requirements away from competition. Now, by the time the team traveled to Florida State on Friday using nine buses for the extra social distancing, the player was no longer showing symptoms and was allowed to accompany the team to Tallahassee. Once the Tigers arrived in Tallahassee, however, test results showed the player was positive for the virus. Now, Swinney says that his team met the standard to play and mitigated everything during the meetings, practices, and housing and travel, noting that they had a giant tent 
that the school had erected in the hotel parking lot for team meetings and meals. Now, Florida State said that in a similar situation earlier this year, it held a coach and player back from travel who had not yet tested positive but did show symptoms of the virus. Now, Swinney said that should not have been a reason for postponing the game as it's not required by the ACC. Right? Now, um, the Clemson AD said that they had offered to undergo additional testing on Saturday or Sunday with the two teams then playing the game Sunday or Monday, but Florida State declined. Basically, Clemson was willing to do whatever was necessary while they were in Tennessee or Tallahassee so they could play the game. And, and Florida State's just saying, nope, 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 we're not going to play. I choose not to run. Well, because they saying, didn't feel comfortable with it. Do you think that's true, or do you think they just didn't want to play? I, when you're a 35-point underdog? You don't want to play. I don't know. I don't know. Now, the whole thing about this, beach is this trip cost – Clemson, $300,000 for all the travel. And that doesn't come out of the, uh, that doesn't come out of the conference fund. That doesn't get shared by all the teams. Nope. It comes directly from the one team that from got Clemson. screwed. Yeah. Now, F, now Clemson said they don't want to play unless FSU reimburse them those costs. I would think so. Yeah. Now, they said, now Swinney said, we were there, we were ready, we met the standards of play. In my opinion, they forfeited the game. That's $300,000 that's gone out the window. If the Stanford to play was zero positive tests, we never would have had a season. Wow. Yep. He makes a valid point. Yep. Now, my whole thing by Beach while we're giving this ACC is because they purposefully left these rules murky. They they were ambiguous when they wrote it up. Neither just team is case, neither team is wrong. Correct. Neither team is wrong. If you Put look at sleep. it, how the rules are written, neither team is wrong. Because yes, Clemson did meet every um, thing to be able to play. Mm-hmm. It also says that both medical staffs have to agree, and if one doesn't, they don't play. So well, they that's weren't awesome. wrong when you're, when you're a really crappy team, just have your medical staff say every week, we're an uncomfortable plane. Yep. Makes you wonder, do they announce how many students, do, do we get an update? Do they announce which, and probably not which students, but do they announce how many students are out for COVID? They will, yes. Or is that just subjective if the team wants to announce that uh, or not? I think it depends. I don't know, it gets weird because everyone wants to know who has it. But I'm like, you know, a minute ago, you guys were all worried about HIPAA laws. Uh-huh. You know, and about you can't talk about this as you can't talk about that. But now they're all worried about getting it themselves. So they think everyone, well, you know, screw everybody's I, hippo laws. I, I don't know if you've had any in your uh, in your place of work, but we have them in our place of work. And again, they give us letters that says somebody in the office has had COVID. Yeah. If you've been that person, if you've been near that person, you should check yourself for COVID. But yeah. who is that person? Well, we can't tell you. Okay. Yeah. And so then everybody starts doing a diagram on who's not there. So pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've had one employee that's tested positive and had to stay home. Um, and we all knew who it was. So we got a smaller had, business with a bunch of college kids. So they're going to talk. We, we've had two uh, where I work. Yeah. So anyways, Beach, for the ACC and setting up this stupid system where neither team is wrong and nothing gets played, you get this week's 
Jackass of the week. I just thought that was stupid. It sounds like it was probably written by a professor. Well, you know what it is? It's written by lawyers that don't want any liability. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what all this stupid crap is about. Yeah, they just keep building up laws on top of laws. Well, on top and that's of what laws. this whole COVID thing is. Nobody wants to be responsible for anything. Well, and I'm sorry, but contact tracing is a joke. I mean, honestly, with with the the amount of people that you see in a day and where you travel, uh-huh. even in a restricted environment. Could you honestly say where you got the crap from? No. So then why are we wasting so much money trying to figure it out? Yeah. And my problem that, that, with I mean, all we're doing is justifying a bunch of worthless people's jobs. Well, and, and my problem with it is, you know, when you had all the protests going on up in Portland, they weren't asking about that. No. They weren't care. asking if you it's were there. So, it's so subjective, but it's like really, if somebody said, Well, where did you get it at? I don't know. I went through McDonald's this morning. I went through. Uh, I got it from your mom. Yeah, <laughs> I got it from your mother, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, Beach. It is now time for our musical interlude of the week, and this week it is my pick. And uh, we're gonna take me, it back. Me, hold on, let me. The what, what was Johnny Carson's character? The great. Uh, oh, Karnak. Karnak, the mighty Karnak. So, um, something about tequila. Not too bad, Beach. Okay. So this is actually a song that was released in 1980 on the album Gaucho by Steely Dan. Wow. Did not know you were a Steely Dan fan. I do like some Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in the right mood, but I do like me some Steely Dan. So, Billy, was it painful when your scrotum got sucked up that far up into your body? So, Beach, this song, are, are you a fan of Steely Dan? Not really. Okay, have you heard the song Hey 19? Um, hey, I don't 19. think so. Okay. Well, Beach, according to one person's interpretation of the song, it's about a middle-aged man's disappointment with a young lover. Mm. Yeah. So in the song, the lyrics go, Hey, 19, that's Retha Franklin. She don't remember the Queen of Soul. It's hard times befallen the soul survivors. She thinks I'm crazy, but I'm just growing old. So that's why someone thinks that it's about like a middle-aged guy getting ready to get it on with a young chick. And she just doesn't. Exactly. However, the song's bridge, like the kind of leading into the chorus, suggests Mm -hmm. there's pleasure in the relationship as well. Okay. Because those lines go, the Cuervo gold, the fine Colombian, make tonight a wonderful thing. So I, I get her drunk and high and I can take advantage of her. Just a great song, Beach. The Quavo Gold. <laughs> Billy, the fine ha- Billy, Billy, hashtag B2. Hashtag B2, Billy. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So just side note here. Big fan of the song She's Only 17 mm-hmm. by uh, Winger. Great song. Thought it was hilarious when I was 17 when it came out. Thought it was still funny when I was 21 listening to it. Uh-huh. Thought it was a little funny in my late 20s when I still listened to it. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny in my 30s when I was listening to it. And now that I'm in my 40s, kind of weirds me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had, a, I had a conversation with my friend Becky here not too long ago. Uh, and you, you can attest this. One of my favorite TV shows growing up was The Wonder Years. Absolutely oh, yeah. loved Kevin Arnold and The Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. And and so I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm like, 
I mean, I love Winnie Cooper, right? I mean, I, I, and I'm like, is it okay to still have a crush on Winnie Cooper, even though I'm at this age and she's like 15? It's like, you're still living your childhood. It's okay. Yeah. Cause you you're know? still that age. In the, in, well, no, but th- that moment I was, you know, when, well, when I first saw her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, in your mind, you're still the age that she is when well, she's that age. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, totally legit. And now even knowing her now, she's still hot now. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I have good taste in women. I'll tell you that. So they, they all wage very, very well. So anyway, go on, Billy. What are we listening to again? Our beach here is Hey 19 from Steely Dan.
See, BJ, I like that song. You know, wasn't there a song by uh, by the Beatles too? Wasn't there? She's just seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lot, lot, lot of, lot of songs about uh, taking advantage of underage. Oh man, women. you go back to the seventies. There's a lot of uh, statutory songs. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, even our governor uh, Neil Goldschmidt participated in that for a while. Oh yeah, he with that one, she was only like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, but she consented. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> All right, Beach. it is now time to get into week number four of the Pac-12. Oh, wait, after last week, Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, was in first place with nine out of 12. He had a four for four week. I was at seven out of 12 with a two for four week. Beach is at five out of 12 with a one for four week. I'm, I'm going more for like a golf game where I'm trying to keep the, the number low. There you go. <laughs> All right, Beach. let me get to Kyle's. Picks here. There we go. All right, Beach. So first up, this week is interesting because right now, well, right now we don't. Well, we had games scheduled for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but okay. we will see what happens. Okay. So first up on Friday, we have Stanford at Cal, the big game. Well, you know, that's offensive to people who are overweight. So I think we should call it the rivalry game, formerly known as the big game. There you go. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take Cal on this one. Okay. I'm thinking Stanford's just not going to, it's not their year. It's at Cal. And I think Cal wants to prove that they can win a game. I too am taking they Cal. They didn't, which they which they didn't do last week because they lost to the Beavers. There you go. I too am taking Cal. Um, Stanford just hasn't looked good in the one game I saw him this year. I didn't think Cal looked too bad last week. No. Um, Kyle says Stanford because they are smarter hippies. They're all hippies, but Stanford are smarter hippies. I would agree there. All right. Up next, Beach was going to be the Washington at Washington State game, the Apple Cup, but it has been canceled. Why was it canceled? Because uh, Washington State's not going to have enough players. Oh, really? They, it wasn't because uh, Inslee's a jackass? No, they were canceled because they don't have enough players to play. Okay. They, they knew it back then that with, with the quarantine and all that stuff, they didn't have enough players. Wow. So then, Beach, the only other game on Friday is Oregon at Oregon State. The rivalry game, formerly known as the Civil War. Who do you got? Pretty sure the Beavers are going to pull this one out. You got OSU. I too. You know, it just OSU. doesn't seem right. I mean, you and I haven't missed like a civil war in person in like how many years? A long damn time. 1994. Yeah. Was that the last time we didn't go? I, oh, I, no, no, I no, no, no. 2003. 2003, we didn't go. Yeah, that was at Oregon. We didn't go to that one. Okay. I had just moved. We watched it over at my new house. Okay. But other than that, we've only, and then other previous, that was 1994? 94. We were in Florida. So we, we've gone to Civil War for I've like gone, 20. I've gone since 91. So 20 some odd years, we've only missed one game. Yeah. Yeah, sucks. Well, you know, and, and what's frustrating, I was just telling my, my customer I was talking to today, I said, you know, I, it sounds weird, but when you have season tickets at Oregon State, it's like, those are my seats, right? Yep. Like that's my seat. And there's a game going on. 
I need to be in my seat. Exactly. And it, it seems so obvious to, to everybody outside of this how the how the math works. But for some reason, there's some people in Salem that don't seem to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, okay. Well, Oregon State, they're going to, they're going to, yeah, it's the, they're going to, it, it's, it's going to be tight, but the Beavs are going to pull it out. Correct. Jefferson's going to have a couple amazing runs. We're going to have a really nice pick six and, uh, and we're going to do a uh, fake punt. Nice. Yep. I too, I'm taking the Beavs. Kyle says go Beavs. All right, Beavs, we have two games scheduled for Saturday, the 28th. First up, Colorado at number 19, USC. Um, I'm going to take USC on this one. Okay, you're taking USC. I am taking Colorado. Kyle says Colorado because USC needs to lose a game. They should win. <laughs> there you go. Okay. okay. All right. Then we have, ooh, uh, what do they play for? The Territorial Cup, Arizona at Arizona State. That's not right. UCLA at Arizona State. No. <laughs> Arizona at UCLA. How about that? Arizona at UCLA. And they're not playing for anything but a win. Correct. Okay. Damn. Do you think... Again, we we don't pick who we like. We pick who we think is going to win. Yep. I pick Ukla. Yeah, I too am taking UCLA. Kyle says UCLA over Arizona because Arizona is confused uh, where they should be playing. <laughs> Hell, I was confused over where they should be playing. <laughs> okay. Because um, I have the wrong thing over there. Okay, so then we got Arizona State. So so anyway, so we all got the same team there. I just don't think Arizona's that good this year. And then there was a game scheduled for Sunday, November 29th, Utah at Arizona State. That game has already been canceled as of today. <laughs> Poor Utah. Because, <laughs> because UCLA does not have – or Arizona State is not able to play. This is the third game in the row Arizona State has had canceled. Really? Yep, because they're having a big old outbreak with the players. They got the Rona. So there's a good chance that Washington could be playing Utah. So if Washington plays Utah, Beach, who you got? Well, I thought you said Washington was the team that couldn't come. Is it Washington or Washington State? Washington State, State doesn't have the players. Oh, Arizona okay. State okay. doesn't have the players. So Washington okay. could play Utah. So if that happens, who do you have? Washington versus Utah. I got to pick Washington. I just don't think Utah's all that good. Yep, me too. Kyle says Washington over Utah. There you go. That was a mess. Well, with everything changing, it's really hard to keep everything straight. <laughs> you need like a. You need like a, a. You know what you need is like uh, one of those built um, boards with the magnet, mag, magnet little um, labels on it that you can move, move around. Move around. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. All right, Beach. There we go. So we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Bees have a good shot this week. Uh, you know, I think we have a better shot at this civil this game formerly known as the Civil War than probably any Civil War in the last, like, what, four or five years? Uh, I mean, 2016 they won. They had a good shot last year. I mean, I think if they would have had Luton last year, they had an even mm-hmm. better shot of winning that game. Oh, absolutely. We played well. But, again, going in with, with uh, second-string quarterback, it was an uphill battle. I think this one, I don't know who's favored. I'm sure Oregon's favored in the game. but it I think Oregon was favored. Yeah, I think they were favored by 
I want to say 13 and a half. Yeah, let me see here. Yeah, but I think I think it's going to fall because I think a lot of money will come in on Oregon State. And so that number yeah. will go down. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, games at 2? Games at 4.30. Oh, games at 4.30. Correct. Are we watching it in the barn? I've got to work. Oh, okay. I've got to work, and then I'm just going to come home and work and, and watch it here. Okay. i got to work. Uh, i got to work in the uh, morning. I think I work until like 2. Yeah. So maybe I'll head over to dad's house and watch it over there. There you go. There you go. Like I said, I, if I didn't have to go in and prep in the morning, um, I'd think about it, but I'm just going to come home and watch it here. Cool. So. All right. Well, I'm sure dad will be calling you. I'm That's sure. I'll get, I'll get used to that. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 152 of Olympic Participation. If you'd like to ask a question, send a suggestion or comment, HeinerTailgator gmail.com, HeinerTailgator on Twitter, HeinerTailgator on Facebook. Remember to listen, subscribe, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Beach, Billy. Can't believe it's another rivalry game formerly known as the Civil War. Ah, if only we could be there. I know, I know. We'll be there in spirit. And hopefully we'll come out with a great big win on the end of this. Anything else? All right. No, got nothing. Until next week, go Beavs. So I apologize. Well, you should. I, I, I need a recording of that so I can hear it more frequently. Like saying, Beej, I'm sorry. So Kind of like saying you like beer. Yeah, it'd be my, it'd be my, uh, it'd be my ringtone for you. Beej, I'm sorry. Beej, I'm sorry. That'd be good times. See, I would do it if you said you like beer. I don't like beer. I know, but if I got you to say it. I like beer. Makes me feel mellow. So you never listen to the podcast, do you? What did you do? (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) Just tell me because I'm not going to listen to it. I don't like listening to my own voice. At the end of every show, you've been saying, I like beer. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Because you did that song? And it was just the way you said, I like beer. I'm like, oh, I'm going to save that. <laughs> Wait, let me see. I don't know if I can play it for you. Hold on. Well, am I recording if I like beer? Yeah. Mm. Let me see if I can play it for you. Where is it at? What's in here? 
I like beer. Did you hear it? No. Oh, see, I can hear it. Hold on a second. I like beer. Did you hear that? Beach? No. You hear that? Hold on. No. Can you hear me still? Hopefully you can. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like beer. Did you hear it? No, I can't hear Jack. I like beer. Can't hear that? Nope, I'm sorry. Oh, Maybe okay. I'll listen to a podcast here soon. Hold on a second. I like beer. I like beer. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Alrighty. I was kind of a mess there in the middle. I don't know what happened. And hopefully we can get it edited out. I can edit it down. Just more work for you, me. You can just cut in. I like beer. <laughs> well, maybe I'll put that in like three times. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Beach. I understand you like beer. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Okay, Beach. If you need a beer, just go get one. All right. I'm Randy. Going. Randy. <laughs> See, I've told the boys that story and they think it's funny, huh? Especially Gunner. Huh. And you know me, I'll just be, I've done it for years. So I'm just driving along and all of a sudden Randy comes to mind and I send it to you. <laughs> we, uh, when we were, we were down, uh, when, uh, Dunny and Becky and Marie and I went all to San Francisco here a couple years ago, when we were waiting for uh, one of our Uber rides, the guy's name was Walter. And so we're sitting there we're like, Walter, Walter. <laughs> and so then the rest of the trip, whenever we couldn't find one other, we were like, Walter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So anyway, stupid things we do. Yep. All right, Beach. I will uh, talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Talk to right. you later, Doc. Bye. Bye. I like beer. <laughs>